It's the last full week of July, so before we get to August and football kicks in, we need to put last school year to bed. There is so much awesome stuff that happened for the University of North Carolina in the past 12 months, and it's time for my definitive list of the top moments and events of last school year. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Monday, July 25th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, your only University of North Carolina daily show. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that the show is free and available anywhere you get podcasts. So please go ahead, subscribe right now, smash the like button for those of you watching, and leave some great comments on your thoughts as we chat. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, one quick bit of housekeeping before we get into our list of the top moments of the past year. Coming up on Friday's show, we're going to do a mailbag where I'm going to answer questions, anything, sports from North Carolina, anything about me you've wondered, anything about movies or TV, whatever it is, send in your questions. You can email them lockedontarheels at gmail.com. You can DM me on Twitter or Instagram or the show, any of that, and we'll get them in as many as possible. Okay, here we go. The top three University of North Carolina, that looked like six, three. I put up two hands worth of three just to emphasize it. <laughs> uh, the top three University of North Carolina athletic moments from 2021-22, plus some honorable mentions and you guys have sent in some really neat responses as well, so I'm going to share some of your favorite moments that you shared with me. So excited. I love shows like this where we can look back and remember the year that was before we move on to the year that's ahead. And so remember, this is not just calendar year 22. This is the school year 2021-22. So before I start into this, I want to hear your top three in the comments. See if we match up as I go through it. So go ahead and share your top three moments with me. I'm going to go three, two, one. So number three, my favorite, this uh, is really less of a specific moment. And I'm just going to say the, the 2022 baseball team for North Carolina. For those of you who were keeping track, you probably know this, but those who didn't, their season very much mirrored the men's basketball team where they were struggling for a while after being swept by Virginia in late April. The Tar Heels stood at 23 and 17 overall, just 8 and 13 in the ACC. At that point, it's like, "Hey, are they going to make the NCAA tournament? What's going on there?" But from then on, they flip a script. They win 11 of their final 13 regular season games. Then they won four straight to win the ACC championship. So that makes their, their winning mark up to 15 out of their last 17, which earned them the opportunity to host one of the regionals in the NCAA tournament. 
Um, they lost game two against VCU and then won three straight uh, elimination games to win their regional before, as you probably are aware, unfortunately losing in the Super Regional at home to Arkansas. And so I guess if I had to say one specific um, event or moment, it's <clears throat> got to be between winning the ACC Tournament Championship and winning the regional. And I would say just because of the, I know this maybe seems weird, but because of the talent in the ACC, I'm going to say winning the ACC tournament is the definitive moment. Um, and wow. And if I had to pick out one specific play, I would go to the regional, the game against Georgia, uh, where Vance Honeycutt, phenomenal freshman, robs a home run to help win that game. So number three on my list is the baseball team, and we're going to specifically say the conference tournament championship. All right, moving up to number two on the list of my favorite moments that stand out from the past calendar year is the Women's Lacrosse National Championship. Man, this team has been so good for so long, but they've just been falling so short, just so short. So they won the national championship 12-11 to 11 over Boston College. They, they seriously, overcoming... The reason... I picked this this event is because overcoming the adversity of having just lost out on the national championship so many times in a row. They had they had lost in the semifinal, the final four, each of the past three times it was held in 2019, uh, excuse me, 2018, 2019, and 2021. Obviously, 2020 was canceled. Thanks, COVID, for that. Um, I picked this national championship also because they were a perfect 22-0. This team did not lose. And if you go and look through their schedule, that included knocking off tons of nationally ranked teams along the way. Several even in the top five and the top ten, including beating, beating Boston College three times last season, who, I mean, to me, definitively was the number two team in the nation which also leads me to say another reason I picked this as my number two event from last year is because it was against Boston College for the national championship. Specifically, they lost to... A big part of that is because several of those final four losses recently have been at the hands of Boston College. They lost to BC in the final four last year, 2021, and they lost to BC in the final four the last time the tournament had been held before that in 2019. And then finally, I love this moment because it is finally the national championship for Jamie Ortega. I know it is, there's tons of phenomenal young ladies on this team, but she has been the face of it, the, the dominant standout player. She made, other again, other than 2020, she made the Final Four every year she was in college at North Carolina and had lost those first three before finally capping it off this time. Um, notice I haven't talked about a, a very specific moment of, of the semifinals because that might show up <laughs> elsewhere on our list today. That was a phenomenal moment. But number two on my list is the Women's Lacrosse National Championship. Huge, huge congrats to them for that. Now we get to the number one moment of the 2021-22 school year. And for me, I think you're probably sitting there saying it's a no-brainer. It's got to be something with the men's basketball team. And I really debated it, it. Obviously, you're probably thinking this too, had to be one of the two wins over Duke. And I went with the win in the Final Four, and here's why. I chose it because of the setting of the Final Four. Like, period, regardless of opponent, 
any win in the final four is a huge moment, especially when you don't end up winning the national championship, right? Like that is the pinnacle of the year, winning in the final four and advancing to the national championship. However, let's go a step further. It's not just because of the final four setting, but because of it being the first ever matchup between North Carolina and Duke in the NCAA tournament. And it was the first matchup between North Carolina and Duke in the NCAA tournament, and it was in the Final Four. So beyond just the fact that it was a Final Four win, it was a Final Four win against Duke the first time ever they had played them in the NCAA tournament. I mean, I, I, anytime I rehash that in my head, it's just, I just start cackling because it's so stinking awesome. Now, the next reason I picked this one over the regular season win is because it literally ended Coach K's career. And, and I hate to delight in the misery of someone else, but toot toot, let's delight away. Coach, K, Coach K's career ended at the hands of the Tar Heels in this game. Um, I also chose this one over the other one because Duke was looking for a big measure of payback. Carolina had won at Cameron, and so now Duke's like, all right, rubber match. We've each won a game. We're going to even the score here, or not even the score. We're going to win the season series, go on to the national championship to play Kansas. It didn't happen. And then the, the fifth reason I picked this game, and this would be true of both games, but it is a great reason to have either game on the list, is because this is against a team that had five first-round NBA draft picks on it, including the number one overall draft pick, Paolo Bancaro. And North Carolina beat that team. Did their work. And so, obviously, the... the um, the game itself, the win, is huge, and then the enduring moment has to be the image of the Caleb Love shot over Mark Williams' outstretched hands. And so there you go, my top three moments of the past school year at North Carolina. Number three, the baseball team winning the ACC Tournament Championship. Number two, the Women's Lacrosse National Championship. And then number one, the no-brainer of all no-brainers, Carolina knocking off Duke in the Final Four to win uh, and, and end Coach K's career and head to the national championship game. <laughs> now, I have left so much out because it's impossible to narrow down an entire athletics year worth of events to just three things. And so coming up in just a second, I've got a great list of honorable mentions right after I tell you about LinkedIn. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in action, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job position in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. And then go ahead and add your, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame so uh, that people know you're hiring so that your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly determine who you want to interview and ultimately hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. Again, that's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> 
Okay, so now we move to the honorable mentions. I've got six of them for you, plus just kind of a overall kind of thing. So we've already had three, so this will be, these aren't in any specific order like the first ones were. Um, and so we'll just go in the order that I have them here. <clears throat> the first on the list of honorable mentions, which by the way, let me hear your honorable mentions. Holler, let me know in the comments what your thoughts are. Number one for me is Austin Greaser getting to the Masters. Just how cool for an amateur, for a college golfer to make it to the Masters. He got to go because of making the final round of the 2021 U.S. Amateur. Um, and then at Augusta, he ended up, he didn't make the cut, unfortunately, but none of the other amateurs did either. And so he was tied for the low amateur at the Masters. That's something that nothing will ever take away from him. Congrats, Austin, and a great season by the golf team all around. Uh, the second honorable mention for me is Keyshawn Clark. A wrestler. Uh, we had a great interview actually here on the show. Go back and check that out. Um, kind of out of the blue, he made it all the way to uh, the, the final of the 141-pound championships. He ended up losing, unfortunately, but he, he was the 15th seed in the 141-pound in the bracket and just kind of came storming out of nowhere uh, to make that, that national championship bout and just... just Scored the first points of it, but just couldn't come out on top. An awesome moment for an awesome young man. It was great to see him do that. The third honorable mention on the list is the women's tennis team. These ladies have now won three straight of the national championships at the ITA indoors, which take place like at the beginning of the spring semester. Um, and so they've just been dominant in that event, winning it year after year after year. The, the one hiccup that you just want for them is they haven't won the NCAA national championship yet. And they just keep coming so close. This year they lost in the semifinals, in the final four to Texas, who went on to win the national championship. And so <clears throat> it's coming, right? It's, it's just one of those things that's bound to happen, but it just hasn't yet. We know we're going to see it. Keep fighting, ladies. Can't wait to see you bring home that NCAA National Championship soon. Number four on my list is the women's basketball team uh, winning at Arizona in a true road game in the second round of the NCAA tournament. The Wildcats are, were the fourth seed in the region with the Tar Heels as the fifth seed. And just the way it works, those first couple rounds in the women's NCAA tournament, is you have to go um, play a true road game at the higher-seeded team's arena. So Carolina had to travel to Arizona, play in a hostile environment, and pummeled Arizona one by 18 points, again, in a true road game. And listen, I know these ladies lost in the Sweet 16 to South Carolina, but that is a dominant national championship team with a dominant player in Aaliyah Boston, and Carolina was close, like so close, so close to knocking off the eventual national champions. Uh, man, this team, Coach Courtney Banghart, they've got it going, and they're going to continue. There's just been a great progression every year, and things are going on. They've got a great returning nucleus, and I can't wait to see what they do in the upcoming year. <laughs> All right, fifth on the honorable mention list. Since it, since it got left behind on the top three list, we got to mention <clears throat> Carolina beating Duke 
on senior night for Duke in men's basketball, um, ending Coach K's regular season career. We already talked about how they ended um, his career period, but uh, sent him out on a loss on his final, final senior night, um, his final regular season game, and, and that's great. Again, against this Duke team who everyone thought is just going to run over North Carolina. They had already done so in Chapel Hill just a couple weeks before. There's this whole media circus surrounding it. You remember this, just everything under the sun. Uh, we're focusing on the introductions and Coach K's commentary. And it's just like everyone assumed it was a foregone conclusion that Duke is going to win this game, that they never stopped to think, oh yeah, there's another basketball team here, the Tar Heels, and anyone could win. And that's exactly what they did. And it was sweet music to my ears. And like, even though it's the final four game that made my top three list because of the stakes of it and the historicity of it, it is this regular season game that I reveled in more just because, because of the media brouhaha and because just everyone assumed Carolina was just going to come and lay down. And they didn't. And I love it, and I will cherish that forever. All right, my final specific event uh, that's on this honorable mention list is the going back to the women's lacrosse team. They had an unbelievable comeback against Northwestern in the semifinals, in the Final Four. The, a couple reasons why this was so incredible. Number one, you might recall that I just said a, a little while ago that Carolina had lost in the Final Four the last three tournaments. And so it was seeming bleak and like that was going to happen again. Let me let me give you just some of the deficits. Four quarters in lacrosse, right? After the first quarter, they were down six to nothing. At halftime, they were down eight to two, so still still a six-point deficit. They were down 13 to five with 32 seconds left in the third quarter. So they're down by eight goals with like just over a quarter to play. And then Carolina turned it on. They got one more uh Point just before the end of the third quarter to make it 13 to 6. And then with 10 minutes and 15 seconds left, that's all that's left, they're still down 7. It's 14 to 7. At that point, Carolina rattled off 8 straight to win 15-14, even getting a save from Taylor Marino in the, in the closing minute to seal the victory and not let things get into overtime. And uh, then, obviously, as I said, we put the national championship game on my top three list, but that doesn't happen without this moment, which was one of the craziest comebacks I've seen in any sport in quite some time. So happy for those ladies and the fantastic season they had. So that is the six moments or events that make my honorable mention list. The final thing I want to say is just how good it was to get to return pretty much to sports as normal this year, getting getting finally essentially past COVID. I know COVID has still been a thing. It's rampant right now. But um, to, to have fans in the stands and to hear the roar of the crowd and all that, um, that has to make this list. Getting a little bit back to sports as per usual. If you haven't already, again, comment. Let me hear your favorite honorable mentions. What did I leave out that you loved? I'd love to hear it. So some of you, though, have already shared with me your top three moments. You guys, this community at Locked Ontarios. And so what were some of your favorite moments? I'm going to share those next. 
All right, so let me get into some of the audience, the community responses, and I'm just going to read some of these off. These first couple come from Twitter. First from my man Chad Hicks, who is a faithful part of the show, always chiming in great comments on YouTube. Chad, thanks for all the ways you interact, brother. Love it. So here was his list, uh, very similar to mine. Number three, women's lacrosse comeback against Northwestern in the Final Four and winning the national championship. Number two, beating Coach K and Cameron on senior night. And then uh, this is where we were we deviated from each other, but these are the moments that make sports bring us together. Number one on his list was getting to take his son and his son's friend to their first ever UNC men's basketball game. It was the home game against Georgia Tech this year. And so, uh, Chad, I, I know that must have been an incredibly special moment for you, and I just want to say thanks for sharing that with us. All right, the other Twitter comment that came in was from uh, Apuni underscore Ka on Twitter, A-P-U-N-I underscore K-A. And uh, just, just had one comment, and uh, we'll, I'll say a hearty amen to it, beating Duke in the Final Four, right on with that. All right, the rest of these are from YouTube. Blanton Stamey on YouTube says, UNC reviving their football season by beating Wake Forest. Honestly, I think this season would have been an extreme disappointment if it wasn't for that game. So many close losses last season, and that one would have really hurt. Yeah, you're right on, Blanton. They're, like, Carolina could have easily flipped several of those losses into wins by just a play or two here or there. I mean, goodness. I could just start rattling them off. We'll, we'll just say the NC State game for to stand for all of those. Um, the, the messy, muddy pit game, right? Like, that's another one. But, man, yeah, beating beating Wake with everything they had been doing last season is a huge win. Um, you'd love to have turned a bunch of those around, but getting at least one of those close games um, did a lot to salvage. And, and I know um, Blanton said without that win, it would have been an extreme disappointment. Uh, yeah, because the season was a disappointment, this might have taken it to extreme. So that that's a great point, Blanton. I love you pointing that out. Can't wait to see. Oh, we're so close to football. You guys, I can't wait. We're going to be talking a lot about that coming up very, very soon. Next, Dalton Spencer said on YouTube, uh, obviously, this is his number one, obviously beating Duke twice in men's basketball. Number two, women's lacrosse winning the national championship, and number three, men's baseball ACC champs. So um, we had, uh, actually, Dalton and I were exactly the same. Way to go. Same, same. <laughs> um, I'll save that one. We're going to come back to it. James Pruitt on YouTube says, Tar Heels beating Duke on Coach K's last game at Cameron and beating Duke the last game of Coach K's career in the Final Four. Enough said, James. We're all in agreement. Um this one always cracks me up. So Brother Nero out there on YouTube, I'm pretty sure as a Duke fan, always just throwing jabs in uh, comments uh, at our shows. And I think it's awesome. Uh, I love when all the different fan bases interact. And so Brother Nero, here we go. Here's your top three. And you're going to get lit up for this. And I love it. And keep bringing it. I love the noise. I love the smoke. Number one, Austin Rivers hitting the dagger. Number two, blowing a 15-point lead to Kansas. And number three, Roy Williams showing up in a Kansas shirt after getting thumped two days earlier. That would have been the 2008 Final Four. He didn't give that context, but there you go. 
and I love the sour grapes there on the blowing a 15-point lead to Kansas because at least Carolina was in that game while Duke was at home wishing they were in it. Also, same is true of Roy Williams showing up in a Kansas shirt. Duke was home then as well. The Austin Rivers thing, yeah, dude, that hurts. That's probably one of the most painful moments ever for me in a Duke-Carolina game. All right, Travis Hooper on YouTube says, Baseball ACC title, UNC at Duke, and in the Final Four in women's lacrosse. So, Travis, you're right with me, too. Love it, same page. Christopher Ellis. Mine is when both the boys' basketball team and the girls' basketball team was just having fun by doing camps for the kids. Boy, love, love, love that. Like, we, we think so often about the actual... Um, games like sanctioned competition that's happening and those being the moments but this is so similar to what Chad said about getting to take his son and his son's friend um, these are the moments yeah we remember the games and, and the scores and, and all these moments that happen but for young children they end up growing into people who care about those moments because of time that somebody from these teams took with them at a, at a camp or in a quiet moment that nobody else saw. And so, Chris, thank you so much for bringing this up, just getting to hang out with, with the men's and women's basketball teams at camps. I love that. Tristan Crowley on uh, YouTube says, any Coach K's career, Vance Honeycutt, amen to that. That dude, what a freshman season. Can't wait to see what he brings this year. And then the women's lacrosse national champion. Thank you, Tristan, for that. Jackson Heath says beating Duke twice. Um, Vance Honeycutt home run robbery. That was the one that I talked about from the Georgia game earlier and the UNC Women's Lacrosse National Championship. So lots of overlap here. There were just some very clear and obvious moments this year. And um, the, the last one, this is a sad one, but I love it because it's from uh, on YouTube. Squishy McSquisherson says, I can tell you what's not a top three moment. This was before Gigi Jackson decommitted. Uh, I can tell you what's not a top three moment. That's if the bogus rumor is true about GGD committing. And uh, unfortunately now we do know that Gigi Jackson has not only decommitted, but is going to reclassify and go to South Carolina this upcoming season. Um, good for him. You know, he's going to get to go participate in the, be in the NBA draft next year. And so that's great. Um, I Honestly, this is not sour grapes. I don't think it moves the needle for South Carolina. We've had a lot of examples historically of people doing that. And uh, like uh, Ben Simmons at LSU, they didn't even make the tournament, right? And so really curious to see what happens with that whole scenario. So thank you to all of you who sent in some of your favorite moments. And now I'd love for you to guess, think ahead to what you think will some of the top moments be in this upcoming school year. I want to share with you my favorite moment from this past year. I, for the first time in my life, got to go to the Final Four. That had been a bucket list for me to just go to the Final Four, regardless of whether Carolina was playing or not. That's the top of my bucket list. But not only did I get to go, I got to go and cover the games. I got to go and watch Carolina beat Duke in the first time Carolina had, like, all of that stuff. What a phenomenal experience. It was one of the coolest moments of my life. And so, um, just like all of you, this past year had a lot of great sports moments for me, both as a fan and as a sports journalist. And so, love, love, love the ways we get to connect um, over sports, and specifically the University of North Carolina. And I can't wait for many more moments to come in the 12 months ahead. 
Well, friends, that is it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Coming up this week, we're going to do another um, stats review and preview. We're going to look at scoring from this past year's team and what we think this year's Carolina basketball team will do. Coach Pat Kilby and I are going to preview RJ Davis's year, and so great stuff coming there. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or watch today. Uh, hopefully you've had a great time reminiscing just like me. I want to remind you that you can subscribe anywhere you listen or watch, smash the like button, leave a great comment. If you don't follow the show on Twitter already, go do that. It's at Locked on Heels. If you don't follow me on Twitter already, go do that at Isaac Shade, I-S-A-A-C-S-C-H-A-D-E. Get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you around the conference in 30 minutes, five days a week. You guys, if, if a show has never reminded you this before, today's show did it as we look back on all these awesome moments. You know what it reminded you? That it's always a great day to be a target. Until tomorrow, peace! <laughs>